Hello and welcome back to the Wake Up With Glow podcast. So happy that you're back here with me and today we're jumping into a topic that has been in my inbox for a very long time um, and I'm finally getting to answering the question of how to deal with disappointment um, and I'll be doing that by discussing first how we create our own disappointment and how we can work to fight our tendency to create our own disappointment by taking full responsibility for the disappointment that we do in fact feel in our lives and trying to really tackle and analyze where that comes from and what role we are playing in it. So there are really three ways that I see in which people tend to disappoint themselves and the three ways are pretty much encompassing the only options that there are, the the key routes that there are to take for an individual. And those three routes are essentially to put someone or a group of people above you. The second route would be to put them beneath you and put yourself above. And the third way would be to join in with the masses. And those really are the three ways that I see people disappointing themselves. You're either putting yourself too low, putting yourself too high, or joining into something that doesn't necessarily align with you. So I want to briefly speak about each of these ways and hopefully you can connect, you can find where you sit. Uh, Maybe you sit in more than one category and you can start to think about why in fact you are doing these things. Why are you acting in a particular way that if you can identify as the source of your disappointment in the end, maybe you can change the way that you're moving through your life so that you can avoid having that much or any disappointment to begin with. So the first way is that we put people on pedestals and we see this all the time. This is the whole sense of fandom. We do it with celebrities, but more importantly, we do it with what we'll classify as ordinary people. We build people up to such a high place and then we get disappointed, so disappointed when they don't live up to where we put them. So it's this crazy circle that we're actually running around ourselves because it happens all the time. Think about in relationships, how much turmoil results in a partnership because you placed expectations on your partner to be the best, to be the best partner, to be great, to understand everything about you and know exactly how to maneuver every situation that could possibly come about. And inevitably, when you say it out loud, it seems very logical that it's not sustainable. You're going to be disappointed. There's no way that a person can live up to another person unless you literally are in their spirit understanding all of who they are, who they've been, who they're becoming, which is just impossible because we can barely reach that level of mastery for ourselves. So the first thing to be aware of is that we disappoint ourselves by putting people on pedestals, by putting them as these remarkable 
better than, higher than human beings and expecting for them to always act in alignment with some un, Im, impossible idea and construct that we want them to be. Children tend to do this with parents. It becomes very disappointing when you grow up and you realize that your parents don't have all of the answers. It's actually mind shattering. And I I can honestly say I remember the moment when I realized that my parents were imperfect, that they didn't have it together, that they were in fact human too. Shocker, right? That's so surprising. You're not supposed to be human. You're my mother or father or older sibling or boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife or pastor or rabbi or whoever, whoever it is that you're looking up to and placing a greater than thou vibe, a greater than thou expectation upon, suddenly when we see that our expectations are not being met and those expectations are just our own, there can be many people who are following those pedestal sitting people who we have throned there are many people following them and placing expectations but all of the expectations are different if you walk into a lecture hall and everyone thinks of the great professor Nobel laureate and you think there is nothing this person does not know and all of a sudden They make a huge factual error in a presentation that they put up one day and it's baffling to you and suddenly you're just rethinking everything and you're just let down and suddenly you don't want to be a professor anymore even though you spent your whole life wanting to be a professor perhaps. But then there's the guy next to you who also thinks very highly of this professor but actually has terrible grammar, is a really poor speller, and never fact fact checks. And so it's not that disappointing to him. And that goes to show that it's all about the expectations that you place. You have literally created your own disappointment in that scenario. So again, do not place people so high above your own humanness And not expect to be disappointed because you always will. We are so imperfect and I wish that we could push forward more with that imperfection because not only will we be able to combat disappointing ourselves by placing people above us, but maybe we wouldn't be so hard on ourselves too. The second way is the exact opposite is we put people beneath us. We judge people and we do it all the time. All of us, even the least judgmental of us, we inherently judge people, but what we do in turn is we vindicate ourselves. And the reason why this leads to disappointment when you think you're saying, oh, that person isn't as smart as me. Oh, that person isn't as wise. They don't know as much. They don't dress as well. They don't think as deeply. They don't, whatever it is that you're judging someone else for, they don't work as hard. Whatever it is, You are doing it to raise yourself up because likely of something that you feel shaky on in yourself or it can be something that just truly bothers you. It's so in contrast to your own value system that it really gets under your skin that a person can be a certain way because you're so anti that. But here's why it leads to your disappointment and not theirs. 
It leads to your disappointment because those judgments don't actually help you grow. They help you stay. And they help you stay in in vast area of frustration that has everything to do with you. They don't help you grow. They help you stay frustrated, disappointed, even though that disappointment may be in the world, in other people, it's still disappointment that ultimately leads back to you. You cannot control everyone around you. You cannot control the world around you. You can control your own contribution to the world. And the best way to limit disappointment when you're trying to judge people and sort of validate your own stance on different things, your own beliefs, the best way is to truly remind yourself of everyone's humanity and remind yourself that perhaps there's something that you don't know. And the final way in our triad of how we create our own disappointment is through what is known as a herd mentality. It is a space in which we tend to go with the masses, go with the people who are in the majority, and truth somehow becomes a second priority. And we are actually punished for having an opinion, punished for standing apart from the herd. And we all know this to be the case, whether it's from our political views, to our religious views, to our views on what shirt looks better, to what tastes better, what is acceptable as something to eat for dinner and what isn't, whether we should be vegan or vegetarian or meat eaters and all of these things that are in place to, in a way, distinguish us from other people based on our perspectives and our views and our desires, we are punished for having an opinion and for standing our own ground away from what the majority says. You know, Twitter is a great example. In moments of something being posted or something taking place in the news, Twitter is on blast just literally busting at the seams with trying to get that piece of information out. And everyone is trying to be the first to get that information out. And all of a sudden, like I just said, the truth becomes second priority because now it's more important to be ahead of the game, to be the first one to post it, to be the first one to say it, to be the first one to state an opinion that might not even be yours because everyone wants a piece of the action and they all want to be a piece of the herd because the herd is what gets heard. But we have to think about where does this play into our society? So like I said, we see it on social media, we see it in the news, trending topics. Trending topics, the the key in what's trending is that there's a tendency to be quick. It has to be really quick to be trending, right? What's trending now? What's hot now? Because in three minutes from now, it's not trending anymore. And what ultimately is true of that is that only about 60% of what's trending gets to be factually based. And the rest of it is purely hype. It's how can I dress this up and make it more entertaining so that the masses and the herd will consume it. Why do so many people stay away from the news these days? Because they're so much hype 
and so little factual basis. We live in a society that wants everything on demand so quickly right now that we have often taken a cut of the truth for the quick fix of whatever is being offered up. So I want to help you to understand that the reason why it's disappointing You would think that it would be easier to be a part of the herd. Just join with the masses. No one, you know, can be stronger or fight against the group that's biggest, the group that has the most people, the most support. But even when we join the masses, we still feel disappointed because we didn't believe it in the first place. And you can't feel good about what you don't truly believe in. At the end of the day, if it doesn't sit true with you, it's not ever going to lead to some kind of good, validated feeling where you're still going to be left sitting in a pool of your own disappointment. You might be in the majority, you might be part of the popular crew, but guess what? Your popular opinion made you unpopular with yourself. And now you're just as disappointed, if not more, than before when you were trying to figure out whether to join the herd. So, you know, that whole process of things needing to happen very quickly makes vetting your own opinion and your own perspective really difficult to do. It's impossible for you to have to make these quick judgments of where to stand, who to stand by, what to stand for, and be true to yourself because your truth doesn't unravel so quickly. It doesn't come down to you making an instant decision about how you perceive the meaning of really deep and important things or even trivial things. For it to be your truth, there has to be a time for you to sit in it, sit with it, think about it, figure it out, ask yourself questions, test it out. So this very quick culture that we're living in, it leaves people to jump on whatever bandwagon is coming through with the most passengers and leaves us incredibly disappointed with the end result. Because like I said, We didn't want to hop on the train to begin with, but we did. We felt pressured to, and we did. I want to sort of remind you that peer pressure is not something that only children face. It's not something that only young adults face. Peer pressure continues on throughout the course of your life, and you're either going to learn to go against it and be firm and stand in your own truth, or you're going to cave. How many instances in our society, in your personal life, were you told that if you don't do or say this, then you're not truly a part of this group? You know, if you don't eat like this, then you are not a cultured person. If you don't read the Bible, then you are not part of this religious group. If you don't, whatever, I'm giving very, very generalized examples of a truth that afflicts all of us. We're told that if we don't dress a certain way, then we're not a certain way. If we don't act a certain way, we can't be a certain way. We're literally placing restrictions by following rules of the herd 
which consists of people who are just abiding by the herd's rules and aren't creating their own. And we don't know who the leader is of any of this. And yet we are conforming. And again, disappointing ourselves. We are choosing to be a part of a system, of a group, of a category that we might not want to be in, but we think, hey, this is what everyone's doing, so I guess it's right. And of course we're left disappointed. How could we not be when there is so little of us in there and so much of them? Them being the social false construct made up of more people just like yourself who perhaps aren't completely clear why they're there. So I want to say for each of those three areas, whether you're putting yourself below people, putting yourself above people, or joining right in with them in the thick of it, there are ways to combat and prevent the disappointment that you can come to feel. For the first way in which you're placing people on pedestals, I want you to create space for people to surprise you. But, but be open to the fact that they may also disappoint you. They can positively surprise you. They can show you that they are incredible, that they are talented, that they are amazing human beings and capable of doing all of the things, but be open to understanding and figuring out and finding out that they are also as human as you and maybe they lack a skill set that you have. Don't be so strict with your expectations of someone based on what the position that they're in has led you to assign to them. Stop assigning expectations to people based on their role in society or based on what they have decided that they're going to pursue or do or speak on behalf of. Be open, but not expectant. Reel in your adoration for other people. No one is above you. We are all equal. And maybe we vary in what we are skilled at. Maybe we vary in the different times in our lives in which we are excelling and we are taking and harnessing all of our power. Maybe right now you're at a low and someone else is in a high and then those roles will be reversed. But do not adore anyone so much, so much that you leave yourself in a pool of disappointment at the bottom of the pedestal that you yourself built for them. Please recognize that we are all humans capable of both impressing and disappointing. Again and again and again in a circuitous fashion. It doesn't just, it's not just one or the other. You don't have a category of impressive people and a category of disappointing people, although it may feel that way. There is the potential to shift between the two and I want you to allow yourself to to allow other people to shift also. For the second way in which we disappoint ourselves when we put people below us, we judge people. I want you to always consider whether there's something that you don't know or can learn from them. And even if it still results in your disagreement with what they are doing, how they are living, recognize that there is still something to be gained. Maybe you think some people truly have nothing to give you, but they do. Because at the least, they have to give to you an opinion that's not your own, that I promise you exists in someone else's mind. 
if you're going to live in a world of humans, you need to understand that humans don't all think alike and they all don't think like you. See, we know these things, but we, but we don't. We're aware of them, but we don't apply them. And I want you to really think through these three ways of how you're potentially disappointing yourself and really think to yourself, wow, could this really be avoided if I just shift the way that I approach things? If I, does it all actually stem from my own mind and what I have created, the expectations I have set? And the answer is yes. The third way that we create our own disappointment was through the herd mentality, jumping on the bandwagon and then being disappointed that there's so little of your own truth there. I want you to look up, look up to, look into, look for the 40% that we mentioned is hype. The 40% that isn't factual. I want you to examine the hype. Examine the parts that aren't true. And understand and acknowledge that you don't have to be a part of that hype. That the 60% factual part is the part that you can add your own 40% to. Recognize the 40% hype that exists that leads people to join in on herds because it's exciting and it's embellished and it's also fake. There is nothing wrong with being entertained, but to commit your identity and your belief systems to what's not real is a question you have to ask yourself. Are you willing to do that? And what do you stand to gain from living in the 40% hype that isn't even your own? What do you stand to gain from jumping on a bandwagon that you're uncomfortable in? Study your own thoughts and beliefs and do the work to find out your own answers. What does your 40% hype look like? Hopefully it's rooted in more truth and you get to extend that 60% factual nature of everything that's trending and out there and you get 100% factual and however much percent overlapping hype. But let your truth be in there. Create your own news. If you were on the news, how much of yourself would you want to be real? I would hope all of it. And despite what's going on on social media where people are literally fighting to create authenticity, do you understand how ridiculous that actually sounds? People are fighting to create authenticity, not to be authentic, which is the essential nature of authenticity, but to fabricate authenticity so that they can be more relatable and real. It's an absurd idea that is taking place everywhere. So when you're thinking about being a part of the herd, being a part of the masses because maybe you're not so firm in your own opinions. Maybe you just aren't completely sure if where you stand or where you should stand. That doesn't necessarily mean that joining the masses is your only other option. There is another option there for you and that option is to go and examine your own thoughts and beliefs. Go formulate your own thoughts and beliefs. You don't have to be a part of the hype You can hype yourself up and then put yourself out as the realest version of everything that you are and you can create your own positively influential herd. 
of other people who want to follow in your footsteps and be true and authentic the real way, which is by being who they are, not being who you tell them to be. There are so many ways in which we disappoint ourselves. There are so many ways, and it doesn't matter if you feel super secure, if you feel insecure, or if you feel humble, even though I would say that that's a really not so humbling for you to join the masses is not to humble yourself. It's to avoid yourself altogether. But no matter which way you are disappointing yourself, I hope that you take a moment to examine what you're actually struggling with and where that disappointment truly sits. Is it in category one, two, or three? Where do you position yourself in relation to the people of this world and to the, in relation to the people you work with, live with, love, care for? And once you can identify your own position, you can start taking apart the disappointment before it comes and burdens you. I hope that this has opened your eyes a little bit to what I know you're aware of already, what I know is the reality that we live in, but it doesn't have to be. Your reality, and I will say this till the end of time, your reality can be different. Your reality is not dictated by anyone but you. You can take yourself away from other people and situations and you can create something new that looks the way you feel. The way that you sit in your truth can be the way that you sit in this world. And I love you so much for being who you are authentically in the real way. And I really encourage you and support you throughout your process, throughout this journey to continue to be who you are and think as you wish. So my only objective as always is to just spark a thought in your mind, spark a thought process and get you thinking for yourself. I do not have the answers to your problems. I have the questions and I hope that you take the time to find your own answers. I love you guys. I'm wishing you an incredible rest of the week. And as always, please reach out to me. I'm here always here for you, here with you.